License 26099E. SmartSense, brought to you by Smart Air Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save up to $3,400 on a new comfort system. Whether your furnace is no longer working like it used to, or you want to get ahead of the summer heat, it's time to call the expert heating and cooling technicians at Smart Air. Call now and take advantage of this smart offer from Smart Air. Call 512-600-4311. That's 512-600-4311. Or visit SmartAirAustin.com. They're live, local, and talking about the stories that matter to you. Share your opinions with Mark and Melinda at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Mark and Melinda. Good to have you with us. It's 503. Tate is here producing. And Jay is calling from Mopac regarding that story out of Houston, where the owner of the pickup was asleep inside the pickup in the parking lot of an apartment complex when a bad guy broke in. The owner of the truck shot and killed the guy who broke into the pickup. Jay, welcome. How are you? All right. Thanks, guys. Yes, what are Um, your thoughts, Jay? I had a couple thoughts. Uh, Number one, y'all said, well, he had to, did he go to sleep in a pickup with his weapon and all that? In today's world, day and time, well, I, for one, I go everywhere with mine. I actually feel naked without it, like my phone, but it's legal. I hate the guy that lost hate that the guy lost his life, but some things are not just worth it. However, I wanted to remind everybody also about the Abbott Pass not too, a few years ago, the Castle Doctrine Law. You have the right to defend your property, your home, your personal property, and your vehicle, no matter where. So, and you don't have to retreat. So I just wanted to bring that up that's all i really had to say about it no that that that's right jay um how long have you been carrying you mentioned you you always have it with you how long have you been doing that roughly well basically whenever they pass the law in texas and then uh but now if you don't have any infractions or any warrants or of any i think it's if you don't have any federal uh infractions then Anybody, if you're a law-abiding citizen, he also passed that you can carry without a license. You know? Yes. So, but it's been a while, yeah. I mean. Very good. Well, Rit, uh, Jay, thank you for checking in. Have a great afternoon, sir. We appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. 512-836-0590. CBS News is now reporting this afternoon. Visa, MasterCard, and American Express are implementing a special merchant code to track gun purchases and gun-related purchases in California. This is a new merchant code that will be used to comply with a California law that will allow banks to track so-called suspicious gun purchases and report them to law enforcement. This made big news nationally, Melinda, Over the last few years, when it looked like the banks were going to cave in to gun control groups and create these merchant codes, they did it at one point, and then they got so much blowback, they said, no, we're not going to do it after all, but here it is in California, it's going to happen. Yeah, the California law goes into effect in 2025. I'm thinking there will probably be some lawsuits to try to stop this law from going into effect because essentially it's tracking legal purchases. Uh, If you were using your credit card to purchase a gun or any, and this, I think actually the California law 
relates to any gun related sell. So if you're buying ammo, mm-hmm. um, if you're buying a scope, if you're buying a holster, these things will be tracked. All of these are legal. If you're going through with the purchase, it should be because they're legal for you to buy. And I do not believe the state has the legal right to track that. They should not have, they should not be tracking a legal purchase. What do you think their definition of suspicious is? Because they they use that word. Well, it's California. If you're purchasing something to do with a gun, that's suspicious. You're probably right. Gun, ammo, holster, suppressor, anything related to a gun is suspicious. Well, and here's the thing. Like, I, this just doesn't make sense at all on the surface. If this is their attempt to try to crack down on crimes being committed with guns, first and foremost, do you think criminals are out there purchasing their guns with a credit card if they're not wanting to be found out or if they're illegally purchasing? Probably not. No, They are probably using cash and they're not going to a quote-unquote store to purchase said gun. Look at the 15-year-old illegal alien from Venezuela who tried to murder a police officer in New York City last week, along with shooting at a tourist from Brazil. You know, he didn't go and go through the legal process and buy his gun. Uh, And here's another problem with these gigantic one-size-fits-all approaches, this giant net they're throwing over all people exercising their Second Amendment rights. These people who commit these horrendous crimes, like the the woman that tried to murder people at Joel Osteen's church Sunday in Houston, there are many, many opportunities over a year or two before the deadly deed when they could have been stopped. Many opportunities. They're, They're showing Clearly that they're mentally ill, that they're violent, et cetera. Same thing with her. Mm-hmm. They had years of opportunity to stop her, and they didn't do it. You're right. And again, it's not about the gun. It is all about the person. This tracking is not going to just give them, okay, this person is mentally ill. You're going to get a lot of people that legally are purchasing things and what are you doing with this information are you keeping it in some file and and what if they legally have it that's their right yes Uh, in terms of being a suspicious buyer uh, they might consider x number of weapons purchased at one time or within a certain period of time they may object to that the dollar amount who knows it just says uh, suspicious gun purchases will be reported to law enforcement in California. Uh, Mike is with us. He's got some thoughts on this on KLBJ with Mark and Melinda. Mike, welcome. How are you doing this afternoon? Oh, pretty good. Just getting off work and just listening to all y'all's, y'all's great show every single time I get off work. And it's always a it's always a, uh, a good thing at the end of the day to listen to to y'all and what's going on in the world. And, you know, I was telling your screener that, you know, just in the time that I've been in the car driving home, you know, I heard about the $50 minimum wage, federal minimum wage, because it helps out the people in California. Yes. Yeah. Well, make it a state state minimum wage. 
you know, it's, I mean, if that's if that's what it costs to live in California, you know, with their high taxes and all their stupid, you know, their stupid stuff and high high gas and everything else, well, then fine, you know. But it should be a state by state issue, just like most things should be. But at the same time, this issue of tracking gun sales. I go and buy a holster or a uh, laser, you know, laser scope or bullets. I'm pretty sure that all that stuff is a right that was given to me by the Constitution, and it shouldn't be able to be tracked. I mean, I, I understand not being able to go to HEB and, you know, buy a whole bunch of pseudoephedrine because, you know, there's drug crises and stuff like that, but it's a right given to me by the Second Amendment, and it shouldn't be tracked. And, you know, as long as I'm a law-abiding citizen and I'm doing it legally-ish, I mean, obviously I'm never going to buy anything, you know, firearm-related with a, with a credit card uh, or a debit card. I mean, it's going to be nothing but cash. But, I mean, that's just, it's just stretching so far into our rights. What what could go wrong here, Mike? What what are some of the serious issues that you see with this? Uh, You know, something something occurs, you know, a domestic violence or whatever it is, and cops get called and they go, oh, well, you have two nine millimeters and, you know, a uh, AR-15 and a shotgun, you know, and so they know what firearms I have, which, you know, I, I know they do that with serial numbers anyways, but it shouldn't be able to be tracked, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's getting a private entity, you know, a credit card company involved with the government tracking your purchases there's there's something inherently wrong with that now i don't understand how people just don't go well that's just not right Uh, it it just bewilders me mike thank you sir you have a good one and a safe drive home we want to hear more of your thoughts weigh in at 512-836-0590 we're gonna make a comment you said what what could go wrong with this i'm just thinking if there's a shooting in your area and the police go, oh, you know what? I know Melinda has two or three guns because she purchased them with a MasterCard. I'm going to go check her house first. You know, you're, you're automatically a suspect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you simply are within that geographic area. Right. 512-836-0590. We'll work in more of your comments coming up just ahead. It's Mark and Melinda on KLBJ. They're live, local, and talking about the stories that matter to you. Share your opinions with Mark and Melinda at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Mark and Melinda. 519, Tate is here producing. We hope you're having a great afternoon. One of the stories we're discussing is a CBS News report. Visa, MasterCard, and American Express have agreed to implement a new merchant code for gun stores in California, and it'll be used to track purchases at gun stores. And this new law in California says suspicious gun purchases can be reported to law enforcement in California. New law taking effect next year in California. We're getting your thoughts on this. Uh, Mitchell is with us at 519. Good afternoon, Mitchell. How are you today? Oh, just fine. Uh, this is a de facto registry, is what it is. They're, they'll implement it in California, and they'll try to do it everywhere else, because legally they can't keep records, so this is how they're going to try to do it. And this credit card companies ought to be on the side of the consumer and say, hey, you want these records? Get a warrant. 
but they won't do that. They work, you know, we're, you know, we're paying the credit card companies, and they're they're just giving our information to the government, and because the government can't legally get that information. So, and most criminals don't buy their guns from a gun store. So, who, who are you trying to track? You're trying to track normal people buying guns most most of the time. Yeah, the, I mean, they're throwing a huge net over everybody who mm-hmm. buys something from a gun store. I, I looked during the break at another version of this, and the, the gun control groups who push this say, uh, this is not item specific. This is just a code for that gun store. So anything you buy in that store will be reported by the credit card companies or, or monitored, I'll put it that way, to see if it's suspicious. You buy a flashlight and it's going to be coded yes. and they're going to look into it. Yes. Now that I think about it, this might be a violation of your Fourth Amendment rights. Well, that's what you I'm know. saying. I think that this will be... It has to be brought up before, uh, I don't know what the California Supreme Court would rule, but at least this challenging this law before it even goes into effect, I would imagine, will be challenged in the courts, as it should be. And Mitchell, uh, I would anticipate that the executives running these credit card companies and these banks uh, will take a better safe than sorry attitude, meaning... If there's the slightest doubt about something being suspicious, they're going to report it because they don't want to be called by law enforcement. Hey, why didn't you tell us about this guy who bought XYZ at this store? We just arrested him for a big shooting. Why didn't you report this stuff? So they're going to report just about everything. If somebody's up to no good, they're going to find a way to get a weapon and they'll just circumvent the process by paying cash or buying the stuff on the black market if they're a prohibited person. All this does is create a registry for the government to track the normal everyday person buying. Yeah. It's a way of getting their getting their guy without actually having to pass it into law because yeah. they know they can't get it into law. Yeah. There there's a federal law that prohibits a, a database right now, but you're right. This is a, a backdoor the effort. Around, yep. Mitchell, thank you. Have a great afternoon. Five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Patrick is in Leander with Mark and Melinda. Hello, Patrick. How you doing? Doing well. Thank you so much for picking up my call. Yes, sir. Uh, Welcome. What do you What do you make of this new law in California and the credit cards uh, saying we're on board with it? Just give me a little bit of rope here. This is what I do. I'm guilty of this, like the rest of us, rest of Texans are. When a law gets passed out on the West Coast, where we all kind of shrug and. So you're not just the West Coast being the West Coast, or New York being New York. Yes. But what it really comes down to is when you create a law like that, it's going to cost people on the West Coast or from that state to enforce that law. Their taxes will go up. And in turn, they will get to deduct that off of their federal federal income taxes. And we will pick up the difference. That's what drives me nuts. When every time I hear about this, stuff like this, like, you know, if we're going to pay for that, that in the end, you in Texas will be paying for that in the end for their being, for them being morons. Yeah, it, it, it all goes downhill, doesn't it, Patrick? Thank you. Yeah. Have a good one. 512-836-0590. You might remember back in 2022, Visa uh, said yes to this idea. 
Uh, they were being pressed by New York Democrats to do this, start flagging gun and ammo purchases via a specific merchant code. And then the Associated Press reported that MasterCard and other major credit cards said, we're in as well. We'll create the specific merchant code. So it sets up the opportunity to report so-called suspicious purchases. But then there was so much blowback and pressure from American citizens that the credit card companies said, never mind, we're not going to do it. But here they are. They're back again. Well, and that's the part that that makes me wonder. Yes, California has this law to do this. I would imagine if they're going to come up with this, that is for a MasterCard or American Express, they are going to be keeping track there across the nation uh, in anticipation of the next state that follows suits or if it becomes a nationwide law. Yes. And you agree the credit card companies will probably be very aggressive in reporting so-called suspicious activity to law enforcement? I don't know if they'll, as far as reporting it, I know they're going to be holding on to it for sure and probably marking most stuff suspicious. Where where does law enforcement come down on this? Is this going to be another overwhelming thing to them if these credit card companies are uh, going to report almost everything that falls under that code to them? Because I would think it would then be, do they have to follow up on it? How does this work for the law enforcement end of it? Good question. Do they want this? Do they see it as beneficial? 512-836-0590. You can weigh in with your thoughts. It's Mark and Melinda, live and local, every weekday, 2 to 6, on News Radio KLBJ. And now back to the Mark and Melinda Show. Join the conversation at 512-836-0590. The federal government reported this morning the consumer prices we pay rose 3.1% in January compared to the same time one year earlier. The Economist had predicted that increase would be 2.9%. And that's why the stock market dropped today. Investors were hoping for much better news on the inflation report News that would lead the Federal Reserve to announce a rate cut in March. But now that's postponed at least until May of this year. What do you think they were saying at the Biden White House this morning after this information and report disappointing news came out, Melinda? Uh, They were probably saying exactly what I saw in a lot of the headlines. Well, it cooled again in January, um, but it may have paused. They they put a spin on this they they are going to go with their economist they do it every single time even though i i don't know that i've really seen them be right the last i don't know 400 times they predicted right so i they're going to ignore it as they have or they will continue to say well it's not us guys it's not us prices are still rising overall just not as rapidly as they had been, say, back in June of 2022. They're rising at a rate of 3.1% year over year. It had been 9% at the peak in June of 2022. So inflation is still with us. And it's interesting in the Wall Street Journal, they talk to a number of economists and experts who say people are still kind of down on the economy because the things we buy most frequently – are still, generally speaking, a lot higher than they were 
in 2020 or before COVID-19, the stuff we buy a lot. And that's why people are, are just not buying the line that we've almost whipped inflation. Where you been? We've been telling you that. Uh, you have Biden out there and everyone in his administration and campaign team trying to sell to us that things are better. And we see it whether it is going to the grocery store or whether it is paying your latest insurance bill. You see it. You feel it. Yeah. Here, here's an example. The federal government today said overall consumer prices right now are 19.3% higher than they were four years ago. That's a big percentage. Yes. In the four-year period before that, 2016 to 2020, those same prices went up 8.9%. So, so more than doubled. Yes. And and those are the, the kinds of things primarily that, that people are paying frequently, going to the store, et cetera, mm-hmm. all of those other purchases. And that's why you're seeing so many of those kind of low ratings in polling on Biden and his handling of the economy or the cost of living. Yeah, and as long as those prices are high, and if we are to believe Janet Yellen, they will be. (laughs) They're not changing. They're not coming back down on the consumer goods that we purchase on a daily basis, that you're you're always going to have that concern when it comes to the economy. The voters are still going to fill it. So does President Biden stick to the messaging that he's been using in the last couple of weeks, which is he's blaming greedy companies, uh, greedy manufacturers for overcharging people. He did it on Sunday during the Super Bowl pregame with his video where he was talking about the snacks and things like that. He's done it in other settings recently. Is that is that what they'll stick with and will it work? I'm going to guess that they have to stick with it to say it's not us, it's not us, it's not us. Um, will it work? It shouldn't if anybody's really paying attention, but you're going to have some that are going to absolutely believe that it is the the corporations that are charging too much and are just profiting crazily off of it. 512-836-0590. You can weigh in with your thoughts. We also have a, another story out of California where the principal of an elementary school is now on leave after pretending to shoot students during an active shooter drill. This happened a couple of days ago at an elementary school in the L.A. area. Principal Nina Denson reportedly banged on windows and used finger movements to pretend to shoot students. Some of these kids are as young as four years old. And then Denson concluded the drill by announcing we had a total of seven students killed, according to the Los Angeles Times. I just can't even what what goes through your mind that this was the way to hold this drill. I think sadly it's important to have an active shooter drill and maybe maybe you could do that if you were talking about like a junior high high school level kids that would understand what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh when you're talking about 4 to 9 year olds This is not the best way to go about it. Your whole purpose of the active shooter drill is to make sure that when they hear whatever word, message, sound it is, that they know exactly where they're supposed to go. And I would imagine as quietly as possible what they're supposed to do. That's the purpose of the drill in the elementary 
level, not the reality of if this really happens, what could happen. It's all about here's what we do if you hear this. Yeah, some parents tell the media in the L.A. area, my child came home and said the principal banged on the window and pointed at me and and, and did the kind of the gun hand signal and said, you're dead, like that. Uh, So now the principal is under investigation. Here are the numbers, 512-836-0590. How should the school district handle this case? How should they handle this particular principal of this elementary school? Well, they've placed her on leave, but parents are demanding immediate action, which I think is they're demanding for a firing. It really does bring into question just the thought process and in making decisions when you're in charge of an entire elementary school, I would say that that's almost a bigger weight on your shoulders than being the principal at, at the upper levels because they're small. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, if this is just a small reflection of things that she does, I, I don't think that this is the right job for her. Parent Anna Bustamante tells the media, can you imagine the trauma these children could go through just thinking about this? Thinking, was my friend one of those the principal said was killed? She says at this young age, these children are very, very upset by all of this. Another mother uh, says, I don't want her back at all. She has completely lost the trust of the entire community, parents, students, even the faculty, the staff at the school. Yeah, I I this is not the position for her. She, I, I would remove her from the school. 512-836-0590. Rick is with us at 538 on KLBJ. Hello, Rick. Good afternoon. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Hey, uh, nobody seems to remember what Eisenhower told us. He told us, beware of the industrial complex, the military. This is what it's all about. Follow the money on the weapons. You're talking about the package for Ukraine, Israel, etc.? Everything. Follow the money. All of these senators, all of these congressmen, all of them are getting money from this. This is ridiculous. Come on, people, wake up. <laughs> Rick, thank you. Have a good one. Uh, and if you're just joining us, if you didn't hear it, the Senate did pass that big package for Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, humanitarian assistance, and now it's it's on its way to the House. We don't know what the Speaker of the House will do. Joe Biden today implored Republicans in the House, please take a vote on this and pass it ASAP. He says it is vital for House members to approve it. And I say to the House members, House Republicans, you got to decide. Are you going to stand up for freedom? Or are you going to side with terror and tyranny? You're going to stand with Ukraine? You're going to stand with Putin? Will we stand with America or Trump? So if you vote no on this, if you have reasons for voting no, you're standing with Putin or you're standing with Trump and not standing with America, as he put it. I I disagree with that. That is just another pitting people against people. Just because at this time you're saying, listen, We have given billions upon billions to Ukraine, and we have questions before we send another cent. Not to mention, there's a lot of, we have a very unsecure border. 
We have a very unsecure nation at this time because we're not sure who has come across this border. And we would like to see if money is to be spent, if it has to be spent, you have to put it out there. We would like to see it in securing our border first and then move along. It has nothing to do with whether or not you're for Putin. Very interesting that the president chose not to include the money for Israel in his comments to implore them to support Israel, stand it's with not, Israel. It's not interesting at all. It's by design. Uh, all of those that think that I'm in support of Israel, here I am showing you. Uh, it's about Ukraine for me, not mentioning Israel. I want your vote. And it's about Michigan. I want your vote. Yes. I'm in deep trouble in Michigan with the Arab voters and the Muslims. I'm not going to say a word about all the money in here for Israel. Mm-hmm. 512-836-0590. It's Mark and Melinda with you. 542 at KLBJ. And now back to the Mark and Melinda show. Streaming live on the News Radio KLBJ app. House Speaker Johnson told reporters this afternoon he will not bring the Senate package of aid for Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, and Gaza to a vote on the House floor. He says, we're working on appropriations and other priorities. This is $95 billion, $20 billion to replenish U.S. military stockpiles. Then another $13 billion would go to weapons manufacturers to make more weapons for Ukraine. $7.8 billion to sustain Ukraine's government. That means pay the salaries of government workers in Ukraine. And uh, it did. they did add in a prohibition. They're not going to allow any of this money to pay pensions for Ukrainian citizens. Biden had requested money for that, but that is not in the bill. Mike is with us at 547. Good afternoon, Mike. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm just going along with that same thought. How about a line item of accounting of all the money that they've gotten and where that's gone and what's, what's been ciphered off and what they can't account for? That would we, be nice. Know, yeah, we've been asking well, I mean, about that. And they re, what, wasn't there at one time that we asked to send accountants like the accountants themselves said, we want to, we need to be there. And they were like, nope, we're not sending. You. Yes, they wanted to be uh, sent to Ukraine. They said, we cannot audit all of this from an office in Washington, D.C. And the Biden team has been blocking I'll tell that you request. What, every two weeks I have to sit and do my budget to find out if I can buy my medicine, if I can buy my groceries, if I can pay my bills. I have to do this every two weeks down to almost the penny. And I can't believe that the government is basically borrowing money and throwing it hand over fist for whatever they want to do. It just is amazing to me that they're doing this. Agreed. And uh, it's already been reported multiple times. Zelensky has admitted we're, we're battling fraud and corruption. He's made a big yeah, show out of firing mm-hmm. uh, people at certain points in time. Yeah, and at no time, he and he always does that right when there's some debate going on on whether we send more money to them, and then he'll come out and say, oh, he fired someone for uh, stealing the weapons and selling them elsewhere. And not once does one of the lawmakers go, why are we sending still money? He, he keeps telling us that mm-hmm. it's happening, so why are we still sending stuff there? But this is the same thing that happened with the COVID money. I guarantee you, if we did an IRS audit on the government like they do on us, it'd be a different picture. Y'all have a good one. Mike, thank you, sir. Have a good evening. We need to. 
every year by April 15th, we <laughs> need to have an audit of the government spending because I bet you we could get some red pins and mark mm-hmm. out a whole lot of spending that does not need to be done. Let's go to Stephen in Round Rock with Mark and Melinda. Hello, Stephen. How are you today? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, so what I'm seeing here is that the, this administration is importing votes in the border and they try to plant the seeds for the next administration to fail. They have realized that probably that Trump will win the next election. And in that bill, in that appropriation in there was stating that this money will not be only for this year, but also 2025, 2026, 2027, and he will not be able to do anything about it. Uh, I don't think this is, Biden said that if you go against this bill, it's going, uh, you support in Russia. No. If you go for this bill, you're supporting an incompetent uh, administration. From what we've learned from Tucker's interview, nobody has reached out to, uh, uh, to Putin ever since this war broke out. Nobody. I don't know how much true is this, but I haven't heard the opposite either. Uh, and last point here, we know that Russia will never lose this war. And we know this because we know that the manufacturing process, for, for instance, the artillery, they can produce up to 5 million artillery cells every year. The United States can provide only 600 a year. Uh, I'm sorry, less than a million in a year. And you can see that they can funnel this war a lot more efficiently than the United States can. And we throw this money to them. All right, Stephen, thank you. Have a good evening. Uh, Biden has failed to explain throughout all of this war. What does victory look like? What is the goal? What is the end game? There were periods initially in this war where Ukraine was begging for certain weapon systems that they were saying, if we could get those, remember tanks, jets, Mm -hmm. et cetera, other weapon systems, we can win this thing. But he wouldn't do it. The White House said, well, he's afraid of making Putin mad. Remember all of that talk and maybe expanding the war into the rest of Europe. But it almost seemed like the goal was just to end up where we are right now, which is a bloody stalemate with no end in sight. Yeah, that needs to be asked. And uh, Stephen there just referenced the spending through 2027 that's in this bill. And I've seen reports of that, too. I don't know that I fully understand it, as in we're going to replenish this every year (laughs) till 2027 or this funding that they're passing now is to cover all the way up to 2027. I've read that the money runs out in 2025, and I actually see that as a positive. There needs to be an end date. It should not automatically renew year after year. Yeah, the end date should be February 13, 2024. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> uh, 512-836-0590. That's going to do it. Uh, have a great evening, Melinda. Thank you. You too. I will. And uh, great job by Kyle and Tate producing. Thank you for joining us. We have news next at the top of the hour. Be sure to start every day with Todd and Oz and their awesome show, 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here on KLBJ. 
License 26099E. SmartSense, brought to you by Smart Air Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save up to $3,400 on a new comfort system. Whether your furnace is no longer working like it used to, or you want to get ahead of the summer heat, it's time to call the expert heating and cooling technicians at Smart Air. Call now and take advantage of this smart offer from Smart Air. Call 512-600-4311. That's 512-600-4311. Or visit SmartAirAustin.com. 